Welcome to That's My Story, period, a compilation of stories about that time of the month from some hilarious female comedians, hosted by me, Steph Garcia. Hi, my name is Bianca Malinowski, and I got my period when I was 13 years old. I kind of want to tell a story about that, too. Uh, so I was a year younger than everyone else in my grade, and I, everyone had already started their period and I was just like, I don't know, like when it's going to (laughs) happen. And then I remember, uh, one, I think it was a weekend. I didn't have school. Uh, so it was like a Saturday or Sunday. And I remember I went to the bathroom and I like pulled down my underwear and there was like blood everywhere. And I was like, oh my God. And I just remember like, I think I like walked out of the bathroom like with my underwear down. And it sounds like I'm a seven-year-old, but I'm 13. And uh, I go up to my mom and I'm like, mom, I think I cut myself. Like I had no idea. I was like so sheltered, I feel like. And uh, I remember my mom was like, okay, this is your period. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, moving on to my adult life, my embarrassing story. Um, I was living here in Los Angeles and I think it was five years five years ago, maybe, or maybe six years ago. And, um, I was living, uh, in this apartment with a friend of mine, a girl, and, uh, she was a painter and, uh, she would always like paint and it would be like, so artistic and like lovely. And, uh, one night, um, I was on my period and I was by myself. I think she was working And I decided to like, you know, pour myself a glass of wine and like pull out all my, all of, all of her paints. (laughs) And, uh, and I, I had bought a canvas and I was like painting and, uh, it was, I don't know. I think I was just trying to explore like this side of myself, of this like artistic, you know, painter. And I, it was like all these blues and greens and like it was, you know, it looked like a toxic like mess. I remember that's what the the painting looked like. And um, this is really embarrassing for me because I decided uh, why don't I put my period blood on this painting? And uh, it makes me feel a little better now that that woman did that with the Trump thing. Because <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> like, it's like, I don't know if, like, women do that all of the time or, like, what. But uh, I decided to do that. And um, I thought that it was, like, really cool. And I remember my friend came home and I told her about it. And she was like, that's really weird. Um, and I was like, I thought you were an artist. Um, uh, (laughs) I thought that that was like socially acceptable in the art world or maybe not. I don't know. Um, so looking back on it, that, it, that part, you know, now it's not embarrassing. Like that part, I mean, it was, yes, it was embarrassing, but it was more, uh, cool. Like when I look at it now and when, when I was doing it then, I thought it was totally cool too. Um, but the embarrassing part is, uh, when I was, getting ready to do this interview, I was, I was thinking to myself, you know, that's not really that embarrassing. That's really cool and empowering. And I was telling my boyfriend, because I was like, what should I talk about today? And uh, I told him the story. And he's like, you should definitely tell that story. Because that's like, you can't top that, like, you know, putting your period blood on a painting. And, um, and then he was like, well, where is the painting? <laughs> and I was like, Oh, this is the embarrassing part. So I, uh, 
cleaning out my apartment last year, and I decided to donate some things. <laughs> and I donated the period blood painting without remembering that it had period blood on it. And now I'm thinking back, like, that's probably really, like, not okay. Like, talk, like I, But, I mean, I guess it goes with the whole toxic symbol of the painting that now it's, like, also bio chemical hazardous so uh, that is my story period that was, uh, that was great well I was thinking to myself I was like what do I have that's you know not like okay I can I, I've bled on plenty of things and like felt really embarrassed about it and like had to clean it up or I you know like uh, you know having sex or you know all of that stuff but I was like what's something different and I think that I think that's probably the most different thing I've ever done yeah, and I love that you're like, you're supposed to be an artist, which I totally, the same thing. I would have thought the same thing. Like, wait, what? what? Yeah, and it's it's interesting because it's such a, I don't know. I mean, it's such a weird thing to uh, explore that, I guess. Like, you know, the fact that you're bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great biological function. It serves many purposes. Yeah. Um, so uh, the question that I uh, will be asking everybody is the, uh, what is your preferred feminine product? Um, it's interesting because when I was growing up, uh, my mom would always buy me pads. Mm-hmm. And uh, all my friends had tampons. And I was like, I was, uh, I did sports and I was like, you know, I was a cheerleader and I had bloomers on and I had like a pad on and I was like, mom, I need tampons. And she was like always so against it. I don't know why. And I think it's because like I grew up Catholic and like, this is a weird tangent, but (laughs) that, uh. I remember when I first like saw a tampon, I didn't know that it goes inside of you. I thought that it went like like on you like a pad and it's because my no one ever explained to me like to put something inside of you Mm because that's like bad you know and my so my mom always bought me pads and then finally I started using tampons and then um after a while like I just felt like using tampons repeatedly like made me feel really like sore and uncomfortable so I went back to using pads and so now um I try to buy things that are like you know non-toxic like cotton like nothing chemical like and I used a lot of pads I'll use tampons like occasionally but I try to just use pads cool yeah. cool <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> do you feel like uh You've evolved as a period person. You know, I feel because I do. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny because um, I was seeing this therapist once and she was uh, like, you know, when you're on your period, it's a very uh, it's a very interesting time for a woman, you know, like and she told me she was kind of like new agey and she told me like not to take uh, medicine like Tylenol or Advil or whatever and she was like and really like experience that because there's something to that and I also think that it it does prepare you for childbirth in a way like the pain of your period and um, but I also think as a woman we're like we're in a different place it's like we're experiencing all of this and it's like I feel like we're connecting into something that's really like divine like feminine and uh, we're in a special place. Like I, I actually like going to like meetings and things when I'm on my period. Cause I feel like really confident and I feel like I'm owning my femininity. Like, mm-hmm. and I, um, I don't know. It's like, it's also like when you're a woman and you're pregnant, you know, there's something really like special about that. It's like, you're, you're embracing that and you're in that rather than when you're not on your period or if you're not pregnant. Yeah. 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 Well, cool. If there's any other like <laughs> 
little advice or uh, words of wisdom you want to add? Mm, I would, uh, I don't know. I, I would, uh, I mean, I would say like anyone who ever makes you feel weird about it, just know that it's nothing to do with you. It's just they're uncomfortable with it because of whatever they grew up, you know, knowing it or experiencing. Because I think that in this culture, like we don't really talk enough about normal, like bodily functions or sexual things. And where we feel awkward or bad or ashamed. And it's it's just a normal thing. And so the more like this, like this podcast, like making it normal, the more people can just be okay and not have to feel ashamed. Yeah. Thank you, Bianca. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Hi, my name is Celia Finkelstein. I got my period at 12. Um, when I was growing up, uh, my period was pretty celebrated in my household. I didn't feel weird about it. I only started feeling weird about it until it, when I started dating. And um, I dated a guy for a really long time who didn't like periods. Didn't want to talk about them. He didn't want to uh, hear about it. I, we couldn't have sex the week before, the week of, or the week after my period. He was too weirded out by the thought of blood. Um, and so eventually when we broke up, and so I internalized that, and I was like, totally, that makes sense. It's gross. I'm gross. Everything is gross. Uh, and then eventually we broke up, and a few years afterwards, I started dating this guy, and we were having sex one day, and we had sort of already started having sex, and then we were going back uh, again, and he stopped, and he said, um, sorry, did you start your period? And I sort of immediately got embarrassed, and I was like, yes, um, sorry, I'm sorry, I, 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 that's, I'll go to the bathroom. And he was like, no, 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 it's fine, I just want to make sure I hadn't hurt you. Uh, don't worry about it. And then he kept going. And I was like, uh, what the, what are you doing? <laughs> um, and, and he was like, it's not a, it's not a thing. It's just, we'll just keep going. It's fine. And I remember we were in a hotel room and I was like, well, I should get a towel. He was like, no, just, it's fine. And it was the first time that anyone had ever uh, not been weirded out or grossed out by my period. And, um, and then eventually we broke up too because uh, relationships are not my forte, but that's a whole other podcast. And um, and I started dating a guy last year and a similar situation happened and I uh, uh, we were having sex and I, and I stopped him and I said, hey, I'm on my period. I don't know if that weirds you out or not. And he stopped and he was like, oh, I've never been with anyone who was okay with it. Uh, and he stopped for a second and he was like, I've never actually understood the argument against it now that you mention it. And I started to launch into the argument against it. And he was like, no, no, no you don't have to like defend. Like he was like, you don't have to tell me why I shouldn't. And he was, and then he took a second and he was like, yeah, yeah, let's do this. And, uh, and again, it was sort of this moment of like, oh, this is something that not everyone thinks is disgusting. Not everyone, not everyone thinks, um, makes me dirty. Um, and so recently after that guy and I uh, broke up, recently I was with another guy and uh, <laughs> right before we started to have sex, I was like, hey, just so you know, I'm on my period. And he was like, oh, that's fine. I was like, good, because if it wasn't, you would have to leave. <laughs> so I've sort of come to this point where I'm like, it's no longer like a thing I apologize for. It's uh, something I demand that you be uh, OK with and comfortable with and um if you're not into period sex, uh, get out of here. Uh, and that's my story, period. 
That is wonderful. Thanks. Um, do you think there was, uh, like, because it's interesting because you said your family celebrated it. So you, you did mention before that there was a party, yeah. right? Or uh, not a party. My mom gave me, like, gifts, like, when I got my period. Like, she, like, I remember it was, it's funny, it was Shabbat. So uh, I got it at school, and I came home and told my mom. And then we were going to Temple that night. And on the way to Temple, it's probably inappropriate that she gave me money now that I think about it. She gave me, <laughs> my, she gave me a card with, like, $20 in it. And my stepfather went and bought pads for me. And so it wasn't really a party. It was just like, okay, here's what is, there you go. There's your period. It's happened. Um, money and pads well, sounds like a party <laughs> exactly. to me. Um, I mean, why not? And then that, like, you're fine with it until you meet this person, right? That all of a sudden, like, flips it. I think it was not just him, but yeah, he was a big factor. Yeah. I, we were high school sweethearts, and mm. so I was really young when we started um, having sex. And I think, I mean, I think it was a, probably a combination of things, like the general sense in the world among my friends that periods weren't something to be comfortable with and from boys that they were gross mm -hmm. uh and he really sort of pushed it over the edge with his disgust and I was so just happy to have a boyfriend and felt like I was just lucky to have a boyfriend that I just bought into it yeah well I, I was 16 <laughs> the evol yeah <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like get out <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, the evolution is yeah. so lovely. Uh, so I have to ask your uh, preferred feminine product. Oh, well, so I started using – I use like a combination, I guess. I started using something recently. I'm still getting used to it, which is sea sponges. Uh, they're, they're like sea sponges from the sea. And you insert them the way you would tampons and they're reuse reusable. You can use them for like they're six They're reusable? To yeah, you just like rinse them out, clean them out. Put a little tea tree oil in them, and then you reuse them. So, awesome. uh, so they're really and wait. So and really then safe. how long did they last? Sorry, because I cut you. They off. last uh, like six to twelve cycles. Oh wow! So and the the little package I got it in, there are three. So they come in like varying sizes, and I use those in combination with like pads and tampons because those are they're great and they. I prefer them, but they're also, like, challenging to use in public because, like, you don't exactly want to be, like, rinsing out your <laughs> sea sponge in the, the you know, uh, bathroom at birds or something, mm -hmm. which is a local joke. Uh, but so, yeah, like, I, I feel like um, <clears throat> I use a bunch of them, but that's my favorite thing. And then just pads for most of the time. Tampons have started to freak me out recently, so I've been trying to move away from them. Because of toxicity? Yeah, toxicity. Yeah. So... I've been trying to move away from them, but they come in handy. You know, they like do. They make it easy. Uh, and there is a brand that has like uh, inspirational quotes on the package, which I think is hilarious. So <laughs> every month, I like to Instagram the helpful quotes that come up on the package. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, do you have any words of advice or any like tips or thoughts? I mean, I think the most important thing is to realize that like if you get your period no matter what gender you identify as, just if you get your period, that is a natural part of your body, a, not a natural part of your process, your physical process. Don't, don't let anyone make you feel less than or bad or dirty for that. That's a part of you. And I think any kind of shame around it only serves to make us small, and um, that's not helping anybody. No. <laughs> Thank you so much, Thanks. Thanks for having me. Hi, I'm Dina Ricks, and I got my period at age 14. 
The year was 1976, way before you were born, maybe before your parents were born. Not quite the dark ages, but close. The Vietnam War was just ended, and everyone was excited about celebrating America's 200th birthday, the bicentennial. Red, white, and blue was everywhere. It was like 4th of July all year long. Uh, As we used to say back then, it was dynamite. I, however, was actually stressing that I hadn't got my period yet. My 15th birthday was looming ahead, and it seemed way too late to become a woman. All my friends at school were complaining about the curse or had gotten visits from their Aunt Flo. I hadn't gotten so much as a letter or a phone call from her, let alone a visit. When was it going to happen to me? When my friends talked about their periods, I tried to act cool. I acted like I could dig it. Yeah, periods are such a bummer. But the truth was, I didn't know much of anything at all about them. One time in the locker room after gym class, I complained out loud that other girls were being, weren't being forced to take a shower because some mysterious monthly excuse? Why didn't all of us get to opt out of a shower once a month? I thought there was some schedule no one had told me about where every fourth week showers were optional. How come I wasn't told about the monthly I-don't-have-to-take-a-shower-in-gym-class program? Pretty quickly, the other girls realized I had no idea what I was talking about and started laughing at me. My cover was blown. They all knew that I was an outsider. I wasn't like them. I hadn't joined the club of newly minted women. I was still a girl. I guess my mom was waiting until the absolute, absolutely necessary to give me the dreaded talk. But I was tired of being clueless. So when I got home, I marched myself into her room and demanded to be told the big secret. I didn't want to be a weirdo. I couldn't control when I'd get my period, but I could get knowledge. Today was a day. I asked my mom to tell me everything. Even though this awkward conversation was thrust upon her, she handled it pretty well. She sat down on the little yellow stool that she kept at her bathroom vanity and began explaining menstruation as she rummaged under the sink. That's when my mom produced the strangest-looking contraption I had ever seen, a sanitary belt. It looked like a white snake coiled up in the palm of her hand. You wear that, I thought. Yeah. I stood just in the doorway, suddenly realizing that maybe I had asked for more than I could handle. A sanitary belt is a length of elastic band similar to a wide, very stretchy bra strap that you wear around your waist like a belt. Attached to the belt are two clips, either made out of metal or plastic. You're supposed to position one clip in front of your body and the other in the back, just above your butt crack. Then my mom pulled out what looked like a large white brick, or it could have been a mattress for a small chihuahua. You want me to put that where? I asked. The sanitary pad my mom was showing me looked like three pounds of white cotton balls stuffed into a meatloaf pan. My pillow was smaller than that. How could anyone walk with that between their legs? I mean, you'd look like a waddling toddler with a poopy diaper. You'd never be able to cross your legs again. None of your pants would fit. And believe it or not, the idea of putting an entire bath towel between my legs wasn't the worst part. The worst part was the gauzy tendrils on either side of the pad. The fibrous ends attached the pad to the belt by hooking through the clips. 
But in order to reach the clip in the back, these napkin shreds had to go up your butt. Why, in the name of all that is holy, did my mother want me to run filmy spider webs through my ass crack to hold a sofa cushion between my legs and attach it to a medieval torture device? I was positive. Susan Fitzgerald, the most popular girl in middle school, was not wearing one of these. Everyone would know you were wearing it by the way you walked or from the -the glow-in-the-dark strap poking out above your waistband. In my mom's defense, her generation thought a sanitary belt and pad were the best solution, the best technology to deal with periods. It was the only thing they'd ever really known. It had been around for centuries. Commercial tampons weren't really popularized until after World War II, and self-adhesive pads with the peel-and-stick backing were just being introduced in the 70s. I knew there was no way I was ever going to wear a belt and pad, so I asked my mom about tampons. I was surprised to hear my mom say, good girls don't use tampons. Many people my mother's age believe that if a girl used a tampon, she was no longer a virgin. Or that using a tampon would lead a girl to touching themselves, i.e. masturbation. A girl who used a tampon, therefore, might be more likely to have sex, they thought. In short, girls who used tampons were slutty. Well, this was news to me. And it did not sound right. No one I knew thought tampons were evil, and guess what? They aren't. So if there's anybody out there who still thinks tampons take away your virginity or they make you slutty, stop it. Just just stop it right now. We women can use whatever technology or device we want to deal with our bodies and our periods. Pads, tampons, period panties, menstrual cups, whatever works for you. We have the freedom to choose the best thing for us now. And who knows what technology there would be in the future. Maybe in the tricentennial, there'll be microscopic absorbent pellets or tiny vag vacuums. Whatever it is, I'm sure it'll be dynamite. And that's my story, period. Thank you, Dina. Thank you, thank you. That was wonderful. Um, yeah. I'm so intrigued, but they got to opt out of a shower. Yeah, it was your monthly excuse. In other words, if you because girls weren't really wearing tampons, so you had a pad on. So in order to go into this group shower area, there would be nothing protecting your flow from coming out while you were taking a shower. Like me, I'm like, I would want a shower. Like, why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? Right. But right. then you, I guess you would have to also clean the I'm just so intrigued. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, because you couldn't, like, wear your underwear in there, you were, you know, naked. And so, and since most girls, you know, young girls weren't wearing tampons, they were wearing pants, that was the excuse. So. So sad. Um, And then I loved your... uh... Imagery with the actual period belt of the the coiled snake, and then the the bed for a chihuahua. It just looked, yeah, <laughs> like well, how could you possibly? And that was, you know, her technology. That was, you know, the way that she dealt with it, and did until she reached menopause. Um, you know that mm-hmm. she didn't ever try a tampon i don't think no would she stay with the belt yeah exactly really yeah even with all the new technology that came out yeah i i think she probably went to 
peel and stick at some point. She unfortunately mm. went into menopause early because she had to have a hysterectomy. But um, she but, maybe started using this. Yeah. 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 So, but uh, yeah, I knew. And, and oh my gosh, have you ever seen a box of Kotex? It's like, yeah, it's huge. <laughs> this thing's huge. It's yeah. like, I mean, imagine a real life brick only made out of cotton batting. Mm-hmm. I mean, like Florence Nightingale could use this thing to heal many people. <laughs> so much cotton. Uh, yeah, I uh, I grew up with the Kotex brand as well. Yes. That was my mom's uh, go-to. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> with your mom, um, was there a little bit of shame in talking about it or, or was it pretty open? Uh, no, it was pretty open. Okay. Um, I remember as far as sex goes, you know, at making babies, she used a Time Life book and with all the body parts in it and showed everything. Um, but I do, but we didn't really talk about, uh, that was the where do babies come from talk. And then when it came time for uh, a period, I I really did feel like I was late, later than other people and so I was like, please, you know, tell me about this. Explain, you know, you know, she, her philosophy was, why should I tell you until you actually need it? You know, it's understood. So, yeah. Mm. But she was fine when I said, please tell me. She was going to explain it, you know. Okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, and what is your preferred feminine product use? Uh Brand name or? No, I mean, no. you can do brand. You can do oh, just okay. like tampon pad, whatever you prefer. Um, I really like the OB uh, tampons. The one without the applicator? Yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Do tell. <laughs> I'm so intrigued. I have friends, uh, the, the people I know who use them, it's so interesting. They're not Americans. Oh. Yeah, so I'm very intrigued. Uh, no, I like, I like them because I feel like with the applicator, it's imperfect. It's, it's got, it's placing it at one point and you can't find the sweet spot. How? <laughs> oh. That, that you you need to have uh so yeah i feel like either when i use a, an applicator it either goes up way too high or it's not in the right it's not in the right spot so i feel like with uh inserting it myself i can find that place so huh. yeah well maybe i'll have to anyway my my preferences <laughs> are not the <laughs> topic of this i mean this i podcast. totally get it when people you know want to use an applicator because yeah. you you don't want to uh, soil your hands but you know yeah but your yeah. your reasoning makes complete and valid sense like, yeah anyway um and then do you have any uh final words of advice or tips or anything that you want to add on the end? um I I don't think anybody still thinks tampons take away your virginity, uh, but I I hope not. I hope not. Yeah, uh, and I I understand, you know, because when a girl is small, she might even start menstruating, but still have her hymen intact. I mean, not that everybody has one to begin with, but um, so you might imagine that, um, you know, uh, inserting a tampon might break that. But you know, what? it's not like. We're not hermetically sealed women for the sake of a man, you know, like, here, let me present my virginity, you know. You you get to do with your body what you want. Um, and if that means you want to use a tampon, use a tampon. So, yeah. Thank you very much, Dina Rex. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud for more period stories. And if you're interested in hearing more stories written by and about women, check out thehotgoss.com. 
a blog and newsletter co-founded by me, your host, Steph Garcia. For more information on global operations to destigmatize taboos surrounding periods and aid young women during their menstrual cycles, visit menstrualhygieneday.org or huruinternational.org.